Welcome to our new podcast series, Street Cred, powered by Cowan's Washington Research Group. Our resident policy pirates are planning to release interesting, insightful episodes weekly spanning key issue areas. We landed on the title Street Cred since Cowan's Washington Research Group lives at, and you could argue lives for, that all-important intersection of Wall Street and K Street. In the coming weeks and months, you'll hear regularly from Jarrett Seberg hosting the aptly named Tip of the Seberg, Rick Weissenstein conducting your monthly checkup, and Chris Kruger as the dashing leading man in Nightmare on K Street. Since recovering health and biotech, financial and housing, trade and tax, as well as political analysis, you can say that this new podcast series will keep you healthy, wealthy, and wise but only if you rate, subscribe, and tell a friend about Street Cred. Hello, and welcome to my nightmare, Nightmare on K Street, where I, Cowan's Chris Kruger, will attempt to translate K Street to Wall Street faster than a speeding Acela. Welcome to Nightmare on K Street. I'm Jonathan Grella with JAG Public Affairs and Protean Public Affairs. We're here today on Nightmare to talk with Chris about phase four, as well as the 2020 presidential elections. Chris published a very interesting piece this week about what Trump needs to do to change the trajectory of the 2020 race. We're looking forward to a conversation with him about the five keys to a Trump resurgence. Welcome back, Chris. How's it going? Uh, Just living the dream. How about you? Doing just fine. Let's cannonball right into the swamp with today's sharpener. One thing listeners need to know about what's going on in Washington and along the campaign trail. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, no, no, no surprise. I mean, Washington um, is really fixated now on, on the phase four framework. Uh, we continue to believe that this, the, the fifth bill uh, addressing the pandemic and follow on recession is going to get done. Uh, it's a question of when, not if. We suspect it's probably the first week of August. We now have a bid ask between the Senate Republicans and the House Democrats. Um, our base case is that this will end up sort of between a trillion and 1.4 trillion, with about half of it going to consumers and about half of it going to institutions. The big chunks on the consumer side will be another round of $1,200 stimulus checks as well as some type of reforms for the $600 weekly supplements to the unemployment insurance program. And then on the institutional side, probably some more money for PPP, money to states and municipalities, and then uh, a chunk of money for hospitals and more testing. Next, let's sink our teeth into the main course. You wrote a very interesting piece about the anatomy of a Trump resurgence. Take it away. Yeah, well, you know, I think before kind of the, the, the five-part, you know, Trump, uh, you know, how, how Trump gets his groove back or sort of the five things to watch, but maybe just putting some historic context around the two overarching issues in this campaign, which obviously are, are the recession and the pandemic. While not sort of an apples to apples, I think at least putting, you know, Trump's current reelection hole into some specific relief here. So number one on the recession, you know, the jobless rate is right now, you know, around 11%. Uh, that's more 
than 300 basis points higher than Jimmy Carter and George H.W. Bush when they lost their reelects. So, you know, recessions kill presidential reelections. The second one um, is, is the pandemic. And, you know, 140,000 Americans have died from COVID-19, you know, over the past five months. That's more than twice the number that died in the Vietnam War, which was over 20 years, which ultimately doomed, you know, LBJ's reelection chances in 1968. So I think just those, you know, just putting a little bit of, of context around those two issues, but sort of the, the five things to watch, you know, I think first and foremost, it's, it's gotta be message discipline from the president. Um, you know, whether it's treating the pandemic as a crisis and not a nuisance, or kind of putting aside, you know, his daily grievances and just really, um, you know, driving a message against uh, Vice President Biden and getting Biden's unfavorable ratings near Clinton's in 2016. And that dovetails into the second thing I think that Trump needs to do is is to really make this election a choice and not not a referendum, whether it's a, you know, a Biden gaffe or linking Biden with some of the more progressive, you know, elements of the of the herbal tea party, whether it's AOC or, or Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders. But I think, you know, every day that Trump makes this a referendum on himself is a day uh, is a good day for Biden. And you know, and then finally number 5, um what we call external forces, the the October surprise if you will. Uh what what could that be? Something that refocuses the race on something other the, than the the pandemic and the recession and and social strife. So whether that's a Supreme Court vacancy, um uh, a hurricane, right? Obviously Hurricane Sandy in 2012 was was uh, a, a seminal moment in the campaign, a national security event, whether it's um, you know riots, protests, geopolitics, et cetera. But you know, I think those are when you when you think about how this race could change, um, those are sort of the big five to watch. Keep in mind, though, that you know none of those events could happen, and Trump's numbers could continue to deteriorate. We're watching a lot of the Senate Republicans who are running for reelection. How are they phrasing their TV commercials back home? And a lot of them aren't mentioning Trump right now, which could be, a, you know, an interesting thing to watch um, as Republicans perhaps start to put a little bit of distance between themselves and and a historically unpopular president, at least at, at the moment. Very interesting stuff, Chris. Uh, certainly seems like the president needs to lock in and uh, needs to get the wind at his back uh, after an early um uh, 2020 series of stumbles. Uh, finally now, Chris, to send our listeners off by looking smart and seeing around the corner a tightener, a pearl of wisdom that resides beyond the conventional wisdom. Take it away. Well, so I mean, I think like you know, the the conventional wisdom here is that uh, you know the 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 debates are going to be a debacle for for Biden. Um, you know, we'll we'll see. I do think these debates are going to be very different than 2016 for the simple reason that there's not going to be an audience. Um, and keep in mind too, when pre, you know the last two presidents who've run for re-election, uh, uh, George W. Bush and Barack Obama, both of their first debates were catastrophically bad, I think, by, by, by most uh, uh, nonpartisan analysis. Uh, presidents aren't used to having people push back on them. Um, 
Now, having said that, just sort of the, the two things to watch. Number one, a lot of people will have already voted before the first debate in late September. You know, as, we, as we've been saying, the, the election doesn't begin on November 3rd, it ends. So a lot of the vote is going to be locked in before November 3rd. But number two, this idea that maybe Biden won't debate. Um, you've are, you're starting to see more and more sort of key, key stakeholders make the argument that, um, you know, Biden's strategy of campaigning from, from the basement in Wilmington is working. Why would we, you know, put him in harm's way in a debate stage with Trump? But the 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 argument being, we're not going to debate until Donald Trump unveils his tax returns. Um, why why do a debate um, with without the tax returns? I'm not sure that'll work, but I do think it's something to to keep an eye on because a lot of Trump's um, you know, a lot of sort of the, the bull case for Trump closing strong revolves around the debates. And if you take those debates out of the equation, um, that, that changes, I think, a lot of uh, potential trajectory. So something to keep an eye on. Not sure it'll happen, but uh, you heard it here first. Very interesting stuff, as usual, Chris. Um, thanks very much for your time. You've been listening to yeah. Cowan's Street Cred and Nightmare on K Street. I'm Jonathan Grella, and this was Chris Kruger. Thanks so much for listening. The pleasure has all been on this side of your earbuds. This has been Cowan's Chris Kruger letting you know this wasn't a dream. This has been Nightmare on K Street.